tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, mad about mad about you with Russ and John. I don't remember how the real version of this show starts, but put your hands together because here's John and Russ. I don't know how the Today Show starts, actually. <laughs> that was pretty close. Really? Was it? I don't, what does he say before? Oh, live from Burbank, California. <laughs> from NBC Studios in Burbank, California. It's The Tonight Show with... Well, no, he doesn't say who it's with, though. Yeah, oh, with Johnny, with Johnny Carson. He's, he specifically says and who it's with. And then he says, here's Johnny? Yeah. Ah. Uh, because the name of the show was The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I see. And uh, so anyway, uh, welcome to Mad About Mad About You, everybody. Yes, uh, we have a special mini-sode. We do. Russ and I finally bit the bullet. Yep. And jumped ahead in Paul Reiser's filmography to his brand new show. Yeah, uh, uh, available streaming on Hulu. Hulu. By the way, my name is Russ Vader. And I'm John Marbley. And this is Mad About Mad About You, your weekly Mad About You recap podcast. That's okay. I got going. You did. You did. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so we watched uh, There's Johnny, Paul Reiser's newest venture, which he is the creator, co-creator, and executive producer on. Yeah, and uh, writer. And writer, yeah. Co-writer. Yes. Did, uh, I didn't see, did he write episode two as well? Yes, I, I, okay. he, he co-wrote. co-wrote both with the same, uh, oh, I guess I should pull up some info. Where they, Why not? We can't do this without the stats. We've heard um, you wouldn't do a baseball podcast without RBIs. You would. You never would. <laughs> or a football podcast without touchdowns. What are some other sports that you wouldn't have a <laughs> podcast about without? Or an ice hockey podcast without uh, uh, quick times? What are they? They call uh, them crazy quick... zones. Both of those things. <laughs> what is it called? Flash Flash time. Power plays. Power plays. Thank you know you. what? I'm teasing you. You knew I was in the ballpark. First of all, you were in the ballpark. And Secondly, that's a nuanced thing to reference. And honestly, if we're being honest, Crazy Zone isn't any more ridiculous than <laughs> Power Play. play. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you, about to unseat the, the coach or something? Whoa, whoa, guys, that was a real, power, real power play. play. Yeah. Uh, coach told him to sit down on the bench, and uh, he didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, There's Johnny... Uh, is written by uh, Paul Reiser and David Stephen Simon. Yes. Not David Simon from The Wire. Different guy. <laughs> different It would be guy. a different show. Uh, David Stephen Simon wrote on Mad About You, starting in 97 Oh, for a interesting. While. And uh, Fresh Prince he wrote on. Uh, Full House. You know, a bunch of 90s sitcoms. Yeah, I the saw, Way His Brothers show. I just saw the name Kirk. He wrote on the show Kirk, which we have covered briefly. We, I don't remember Kirk. That's Kirk Cameron's show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Kirk. Um, oh, Kirk. Oh, oh Kirk. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, this is uh, a show about... Nothing. <laughs> show about everything. It is a backstage sitcom. Uh, a romantic... Dramedy, a dramedy, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. A 30-minute, a half-hour dramedy set behind the scenes of Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. Yes. And it follows uh, the main character uh, named... Uh, Ian, 
Oh, Andy. Andy, Andy Clavin. Andy, Andy Clavin. Clavin. Um, who is a young man from Nebraska mm-hmm. whose family's obsessed with The Tonight Show, as was America at the right. time, so we hear from older people. The first thing that happens in the show is he writes a letter to Johnny Carson asking for a signed uh, headshot and also says, hey, also, uh, I'd love to work for you. Yeah. And he gets something back. He, he gets, gets a headshot? signed headshot back. Yeah. And he gets what is basically a form letter saying, "Right, we'd never see what it says, but it is we don't. It is something to the effect of, oh yeah, sure. If, if you're, you're ever, ever in, in, yeah, if you're ever in California, come, come by on the, by. Tonight show. And he takes it literally. Yep. And uh, thinks he has a job. Yep. And he doesn't. And, and he chaos doesn't. ensues. Well, but uh, <laughs> tempered chaos because tempered he, chaos. Yes. Yeah. He Things does, go really well. <laughs> yeah, he gets there, and he doesn't have a job until the second person in the building sees him, and then he gets a job. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> they even say, they're like, hey, buddy, you think you could just write a letter and get a job here? Uh, we kind of make it harder to get a job here than just writing a letter. The process is a little bit more difficult than that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else comes and sees him and says, hey, you wrote that letter, right? Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> And then the show starts. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um, so you, I'm, I'm, we're, we're sitting in the same room, and John is looking up Dick Cavett. I'm interested yeah, I in wanted to look why. this up before the we started recording, and then I forgot until just now sure. because my recollection is Cavett wrote on the Tonight Show and Did was really? from Nebraska, but neither one of those things could be true. But I. Th- think they're both true but i don't know because i was like oh is this is this character loosely based on dick cavett maybe i did not i did not realize he was uh midwestern well he was born in nebraska i check check now let's see if the tonight and he worked at the tonight show well check. he was talent coordinator okay Well, so not. you're listening to me read. Yeah, so gonna... you're reading, and I'm not. Com- I'm not commenting on the fact that you're reading. You're not vamping. Great. Yeah, I'm not covering very well. That's very true. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Vamp, Russ Vamp. Is it based on him? Is it not? Vamp? We don't know. Did it tell everyone what a talent coordinator does? <laughs> um, that would be uh, Jenny Garofalo's character on the Larry, Larry Sanders show. That's right. Yes. Um, so, John, what do we think about... Oh, he started working at The Tonight Show when Jack Parr was there, so... Okay. Anyway, what do we think about what? What do we think about the the conceit of this show? I did not think I was going to be super into it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a little sick of period pieces. It's mm-hmm. set in the 70s. It's got the same outfits and the furniture. You know, the art decoration on steroids. Sure. And I feel like a lot of shows sometimes are sort of skating by on... Uh, pretty pictures, right. you know, but sometimes they don't always connect with what they're about. Okay. And uh, that's what I thought this might be. A little, you know, I thought yeah. it'd be good, but, yeah. you know, maybe not my cup of tea. Yeah. That was my hunch. Yeah, I, um... Well, there, there's a reason neither one of us has watched it yet. It's been out for It has been out for a while, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, I didn't know how much I would be into it either. Well, I, I like the... I like the conceit. I was worried about the execution. Sure. Um, yeah, because you, Johnny Carson can't be in it. He's dead. It's, and it's, I don't want to see a lookalike. Right. And so so far, the death of Johnny Carson has not uh, hampered their ability to have Johnny Carson in the show. Sure hasn't. Um, 
which uh, which is not. Yeah, they have actual. They have. Footage. I think mm-hmm. the way they do the Johnny stuff is like unbelievably good. It's uh, it's pretty well done. It's because their whole trick is to sort of you see him as he's going through the curtain onto the stage, mm-hmm. and you cut from backstage where you see his back to uh, a monitor. Right. That's filming him. So he's an, uh, an actor's out of focus in the distance, and you're watching the real footage right. in the monitor yes. of the camera yes. from the archives. Yes. It's all of the shots. The shots never feel contrived like they're trying to hide the actor to me. Like they're doing a very good job of making the shots feel organic so that you're not thinking about the fact that they're really just trying to obscure the double but you're looking at me like maybe you don't feel that way well it's hard because i'm like i'm sure you're right that they do do a good organic job of yeah that. i mean it could be really but obvious. also i was thinking about it. really yeah. well, it was, it's impossible not yeah. to yeah uh so I'm like, it's impossible not I'm to like, watch how can you how can you be totally right about what you're saying while also the at the core of what you're saying uh i'm experiencing the opposite i would buy that it's the best job that could ever be done of that undertaking yes Yes. I guess that's what it's like. If you're going to try to do this, I think this might be the best way it could be done. I, I think I agree. Yeah. Um, and Because it's very passive. Yeah. It's very passively hiding the host. Right. Because this if, is sort of what the West Wing was going to be like. Yes, we weren't going to see we the president. We weren't going to see the president. Yeah. And this was one of the big challenges yeah. that they were worried about. Because yeah. Because Aaron Sorkin said they wanted to be like Muppet Babies. Right, sure. <laughs> Which is a very Which funny is... comparison for him to make. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's either him or Swami. One of them That's said really that. That's really funny. Um, what do we think about the characters that we have in this show? I mean, uh, so I described this show to my girlfriend as like the light, fun version of I'm Dying Up Here. You know, I didn't see I'm Dying Up Here. I it's, didn't watch it's not it, that, but, like... but it, it's the same world because it's the comedy scene in L.A. in the 70s. Right. It feels, it, and this is the hopeful, sweet show, right? It are you? Have you seen Laughter on the Twenty Third Floor? Ugh, I always get that mixed up with the Peter O'Toole movie, my favorite year. I've never seen that. I don't. I know don't think one. I've seen Laughter on the Twenty Third Floor. Uh, I love it. It's uh, Neil Simon. I love mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Are we going to arm wrestle about my favorite year versus Laughter on the Twenty Third Floor? I want my favorite year is about Neil Simon. Oh, is it? Uh, it's written by Norman Steinberg and Dennis Palumbo, two names that I just read. Yeah, you're, ta- Stein- you're, you're yeah. talking pretty big for a yeah. guy who Dennis just, Palumbo, who I just watched. Just one IMDb more videos. jokes. Just one more joke, ma'am. Yeah, Dennis Palumbo. <laughs> oh, just uh, that's funny, John. That's really dumb. Uh, Laughter on the Twenty Third Floor is about the Sid Caesar writers' it's room. About, yes, right? the writers' room for the Sid Caesar Year Show of Shows. Yes. Right. The reason I get them mixed up is because my favorite year is about. The same thing. Makes sense. But a different plot. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's it's backstage of writing a weekly right. slash nightly comedy show. Right. Um, but it's not explicitly your show of shows, is it? I mean... It's uh, just a sketch show, like... Well, it's... Alan Brady, even, like... I mean, they don't say your show of shows, but the main character is based on Sid Caesar. Right. And the writer's room is based on the but writer's room different. for your you know show I mean? of shows. How, how, how different how? Well, this here's Johnny. There's Johnny is like explicitly, this is the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. R- right. Okay. So, they, I mean, yes, they... Because it would also be weird if they were like, this is the 
very popular Tonight Show with Jimmy Winbrook. Right, yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. That would be what that would be. Yeah, I see what you're saying, yes. Um, but that kind of, the, you know, the plot and the, the, the thrust of that show is it's, it's a writer's room. And right. you have all of those archetypes and all those characters. Right. And, and, oh, is this funny? Is that funny? People trying to break jokes. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit. There's not as much. It's uh, like 12 Angry Men, but they're comedians. Yeah, exactly. Like the archetypes are so similar. Yeah. Each. yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the fun-loving one, the tortured one, mm-hmm. the, the jerk yeah, one. Yeah, the one who's yeah. got, you know, one guy <laughs> thinks he has a brain tumor. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's. It's similar to that. There's not a, uh, a romantic subplot, or uh, as is the case in There's Johnny. They set that up very quickly very and quickly. sort of interestingly as very well, quickly. I thought. Yeah. Um, the show moves very quickly. It does. There's a, there's an episode coming up there's, that's 20 minutes long. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't want it to end. Oh, yeah? I love it. Do you really? It's a little schmaltzy. It's a lot schmaltzy. It's, it feels like Paul Reiser's wheelhouse to me it's like meaningful funny but also a little corny in this in a sweet way and, and moving like all the all the things i want great it's my wheelhouse i don't want to see the tortured stuff sure that much i'm sick of it so I, many things are about torture comedians it's like I, yeah i got it yeah i get you. a different job i <laughs> get it yeah you're, i love that you're putting your foot down on these comedians <laughs> get a haircut <laughs> <laughs> get a different job um. Yeah this this felt very corny to me. A little too corny little, for you. A little too much. Um, uh, we got to get that heart of yours to I, melt a I little. That icy gonna, heart. I think I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, because oh, you've there's skipped, only you've stuck with a lot less yeah, for a lot longer. Yeah, I'm like there's only five more episodes and one of them is only twenty minutes. Um, but yeah, just like it, it felt like, it you know it hits all of the beats of the trope version of this where it's just like uh, to, to me the idea of you know oh the small town boy gets the letter and moves out west yeah and, that's oh, what's fun about it if okay you're right that, but that was done for a long time but then it hasn't been done for so long that I love it having it back that you love coming, it coming yeah. back okay I, like, why has everything gotta be such an ordeal um the characters cause to me the setup so many things are plot driven now you know okay. what I mean? So many shows, like the twists and the way the story unfolds. So is this. Not, the stories are relatively straightforward, I feel like, and the characters are more interesting. Like, the main female character. Uh, I'm looking at my You're favorite year. Thing, I was yeah. about to say, Marklin Baker. Yeah, they're not. I was like, oh, he looks good. <laughs> the main female <laughs> character <young>. is Neil <laughs> Simon. Uh, uh, Joy Greenfield is the character's name, yeah. played by Jane Levy. She a it's very interesting I think to set a show in the seventies behind the scenes of the Tonight Show and, and figure that, out a way uh, to make one of the main characters a female. Uh, well, no, I mean the fact that she has because she's in power, she's in a position of power. That also, too, right? Yeah, yeah. But her, I believe it's because of her dad. Is that correct? Yes, we and were, she's yeah. fighting that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but she's also very good at her job. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Like, um, the point is sort of everyone's attributing it to her dad. Right. But, but she's it's still, not because of him that she's – right. Uh, so I think that's also interesting and not easy to pull off. And also, if they didn't do that, 
they'd be in hot water. Sure. <laughs> Probably. Like, no one, I don't think anyone's in the mood right now in 2018 for a show that doesn't feature a pretty strong female in the lead. I right? Think, I think you're right. Um, I don't want to watch anything I'd like, to see, like that. It would feel weird now. I would love for there to be more women in this show. I, sure, I, sure. I don't, know how, I don't know how or when they're going to do uh, it. I but, mean, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Nate Ross, <laughs> the, the character Ross, Takiya Crystal. Right. Keeman? Kima? Oh, Kima. Right, right. I don't know how to say her name. I don't know her. But <laughs> she is another... She has very high billing on the show too, and she, she does. plays the. I don't even know what her job is really. But we don't like, know. It's it's not she, super clear. The mom. She's like the mom of the yeah. <laughs> of the Tonight Show, sort of. There's an there's a scene in the first episode where uh, our our lead Andy uh, gets punched in the face. Clavin. Yeah, Andy Clavin gets punched in the face by uh, Joy's uh, ex boyfriend. Yes. And then he goes inside, and Roz, in caring for him, says, why don't you lie down and take a nap? Yeah. I'm like, that, that's, a, that's not a thing that you do when you get When you get punched in the, in the face. face, yeah, I know. You get, like, a steak. Yeah, there's no yeah. steak or bag of yeah. peas. It's, it's the 70s. Like, there should be steak and peas in every freezer. Every freezer. Yeah. Every icebox. Yeah. <laughs> but no. No, take a nap. Um, and so, yeah, so it – but it uh, – we go inside the writers' room every now and again. Nate Smith is Nate in that. Nate Smith, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, we do. You, do you remember Nate Smith? Of do course. You know from uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we know of each other. We, yeah, we're friendly if we bump into each other. Yeah, yeah. He's, but we don't uh, like hang. He's an old UCB guy. He used to coach my puppet improv. Oh, team. really? Yeah. So. Scrapbox. Scrapbox. That's and right. he's on my favorite improv team of all time, Rogue Elephant. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, but um, he also is an actor from Red Oaks. Yes, he's in Red Oaks. Paul Reiser's other show. Absolutely. So I figure that must be where they. Uh, I think so. Forged yeah. Their little connection there. I've heard which him. I'm incredibly jealous of. Right. I've heard him. I've heard uh, Paul on a podcast or two. And uh, uh, he's mentioned Nate Smith being, oh, very funny guy. Great guy. I mean, Metamon, truly Redder, and, very funny. He's very, very funny. And the most handsome man in the it's world. It's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Roger Bart is in this show. Oh, yeah. Who? I don't. Roger Bart's from the producers. In the 60s? I mean, I'm looking no, at him. He's, he's, from, a, he's, he's a young guy. He, yeah, he's, he's from the, <laughs> from the, the movie. Yeah, the new from movie. The new movie and from the Broadway <laughs> the, play. The new movie's the from 2005. Uh, one. Uh, from 2000. No. Uh, the movie. The movie's from 2005 or so. Too, too late, the movie. Um, oh, gosh, 2012. What is time? Um, oh. Yeah. No, that's not the normal producers. That's some weird video. No, that's the one, dude. No, there's not even a movie poster. Oh, really? Kenneth Shapiro and Susan Stroman. That's it. Oh. Click on it. Now you're just now you're, now you're listening to, to us. two of us. Yeah. No, that's not it. Oh, I don't know what's happening. Dane Cook. Weird. Um, <laughs> uh, this guy's been around. He has. Yeah. He's... Oh, he's in the show Graves. I watched some of that oh, on yeah? the plane. Yeah, the Nick Nolte show where he plays a politician. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's on episode. Oh, my gosh, he's funny. Yes. He's that dopey network exec on, on episodes. I still have not seen this show. Oh, I had no, he looked familiar, but I didn't know who he was. Oh, yeah. this guy's. I'm a big fan of yeah, him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Roger Bart. Wait, is he? Who is he? He's the jerk, right? No, he's the, uh, the, the oh. costume guy. Oh, I've got a feeling that's we'll why he him. looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love him. He's very sweet. He's great. He's a very sweet character. And we have Tony Danza in this show. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. 
He's uh, he's doing a very good job. He's a uh, very he, good job. He's playing a real person. He's the only yes, the producer uh, of the Tonight Show. I believe so. There he is fourth Fred down. De Cor Fred de Cordova. Yeah, who is a character on? I'm dying up here as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he produced the Tonight Show. Interesting. I he seems like the Rip Torn character from the Probably. Larry Sanders show, but on the Tonight Show. Probably. It's funny to me that there's multiple Fred de Cordova Cordovas on <laughs> television at the same time. Yeah. That's what I was I was thinking. I was like, wow, they're really gonna do two shows about the same era? Because you know Oh, maybe he's not on the I'm dying up here. Well, someone else from The Tonight Show is, because <laughs> let me tell you, The Tonight Show comes up a lot on oh, really? any comedy-based show about the 70s. I mean, it was, it was it the end-all, be-all. Yeah, right. Yeah. It made me yearn for, a top, for, like, I never experienced The Tonight Show that way. Like, you watch it, and you can feel how much joy everyone's getting from, like, hanging out with Johnny. Yes. And then when they have Carlin on, was yep. this the second episode, maybe? First. First episode, when Carlin's on, and they're all just sitting there talking, and you're like, this really feels like you're just sort of hanging out. Like, there's no... Nothing's manufactured. They're just talking. It was the one place. You know, it was the one show doing what it did at the time. Yeah. And it was just... And where kind of anything could happen, and the hugest stars would all just go and talk to each yeah. other. And, it's nice. And hang out. And uh, I don't even know if they were plugging anything. Probably not. Yeah. Um, and the fact, you know, and it was appointment. It was appointment television. I don't know what that means. It means you had, like, it, you had to watch it. It was just like, oh, well, people are going to talk oh, about this. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. you have to oh, make, you know, sure, right. write it down. We're going to watch yeah, Johnny. Write every... it down. Oh, by the way, make sure. Write it down. 1130. The way it is every single day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, people wouldn't miss it. Yeah. And you you feel that in the show because yeah. that's foreign to us. It's not like yeah, it's because we know, didn't have that. Now, uh, you now you only miss it. And yeah. you see YouTube videos you of see, it. Yeah, you see you 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 may see a four minute clip. Yeah. Of an interview, but probably you'll just read the headline, and see what the clip is called, and be like, oh, I guess that happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess George Carlin was on Carson last night. That's depressing. And said something. And then if enough people talk about it, you'll watch it eventually. Yeah, yeah. The clip, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Well, be, I guess people are talking about this. Wow. Let's watch it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yearn for that a little. I, I, I hear that. Um, you know, careers were made. I know. And it's all anyone from that era talks about. Yeah, but also like. That was the only way that careers were. Yeah, made. it's a very narrow window through which you have it was, to pass. Yeah, it was like, well, if I, I'm a comedian, so if I want to make a living doing, if I want to yeah. be able to do this, I guess I'd better be good enough to get on Carson, yeah. so that somebody can see me and base a show around my act. I guess it's up to one or two people yeah. max. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's funny to hear it's funny to hear Paul Reiser and other people kind of look back. On those days, with you know, they're like, "Oh, it was terrible and it was crazy." But it's, but it's also those are the people, you know. We hear about that's what happened with Drew Carey. He went on the show on Friday night. Nobody knew, knew who he was. By Sunday, by Monday, he had his own show. Right. It literally an overnight thing. Right. Um, 
And that may have been I, – I want to say that's what happened with Roseanne. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but, like, that's what happened with comedians. They would do Carson, and then they would get a show, or they wouldn't. Yes. Well, and, you know, now there's a lot more um, – I mean, there's more everything. It yeah. just all got spread out. Right. But they're all less powerful now, too. Yes. And you'll hear those comedians, you'll hear Paul Reiser talk about how that was the only way. But you only hear from the people who made who, it. Yeah, of, well, of course. That's always the, That's the way. History's written by the yeah, winners. You're absolutely right. You don't, hear, you don't hear from the people who are just like, yeah, I tried for like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it was the only way. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Paul F. and Reiser got a show. <laughs> Because he got to be on Carson. <laughs> there was one dude. Yeah. Can you believe it? I wish I was young now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. Be, yeah. I'd be moderately famous. That's true. I'd at least be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's almost like Marin's, Marin like straddles that yeah. generational gap. Yes. Because he's that, podcasting a very egalitarian platform to uh, blast into superstardom. Yeah. He, he's... Uh, and he started back when you know was he he was never on. I think he was a little a, a hair late a to hair that for, era, but yeah. barely. Right. You know, like he was like I'm saying. I think he straddled. Yeah. The two. And he was on of show business. How many Conans equal a Carson? Uh, yeah. You know, because I mean? he's done Conan yeah. what a hundred literally one hundred times. Late night calculus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be funny. That'd be funny to map out. I mean, I don't care enough about it, but yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, you can do that, <laughs> you right? You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the math know-how. Uh, didn't you, did you get, I don't know, I got a cozy feeling from the TV. The way they're gathered around the TV reminded me of being a kid watching TV with my parents. Like, it was. it's a real Valentine to television, I think, in a way. I, I mean, it definitely is. It's- <laughs> It is a. It it's is a, a sweet saccharine Valentine. It is really saccharine. I love it. Um, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm an emotional me. diabetic then because. I, <laughs> oh baby. Yeah, I. I um. Because it's entertaining. Like it's not. I only meant saccharine if it's like bad. But I believe everything. Yep. It's not like the characters are great, <laughs> the actors are great, the writing's funny and interesting. Like you know. I uh yeah I'm. I'm waiting to see what the remaining episodes, if whether you're waiting to see if that heroin addiction uh, really kicks in the air. (laughs) I love that you think that that's all that I want. (laughs) Well, that's the only way to uh, heighten the show. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Well, I'm trying. Like, I wonder if it's the fact that it's the main character. Well, here's the thing. I think this may be what it is. Uh, Kenneth Parcell from Thirty Rock Uh is basically this character. I mean, Except, uh, that's a kooky comparison. Well, it's because Kenneth Parcell is the ironic version of this genuine character. Uh, yeah. And once you've gotten the irony, it's tough to take the r- real thing seriously. Uh, yeah, but but on the other hand, you hear stories like this from that era. Yes. Like, I, I, I went to a, a, a Hollywood Heritage barn for those who know what that is. <laughs> Cecil B. DeMille's old film barn is now a museum. It's across from the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. And it's funny because on one side of Highland, you have the Hollywood Bowl. 
And on the other side, you have a 20-foot-long, one-story barn <laughs> that Cecil B. DeMille built wow. in 1910 and shot his first films in. That's crazy. And they show they have events in there. Yeah. And I went to an old Hanna-Barbera night. And this oh, Japanese cool. animator from Hanna-Barbera, whose name I forget, told a very long but fun story about his first the first time he came to Hollywood, he was studying animation mm-hmm. and or drawing or art, whatever. And uh, he just wanted to see Disney Studios. So he wrote a letter to them on a whim just to get an interview, never expecting a job. He just was like, maybe I can get in there and like just see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And he writes the letter. No, he calls. That's what it was. He calls. And me and my friend whispered to each other. We were like, this is how it used to work? He calls Disney and says, hi, I'm an animator. Can I come in for an interview? And they're like, sure. <laughs> then he goes. That's and Walt Disney's in the elevator. Like he, they, like you know, it's closing and the doors are yeah. open. And he comes in. He's like, uh. And they don't talk, but still. Right. So then he goes up and he he interviews and like, okay, thanks for coming in, blah blah blah. And he goes home to his wherever he's staying, the hostel or whatever. And there's a telegram, and he says, back in the day, a telegram meant either the best news or the worst news. Right. Like someone either died or something huge happened. Yeah. And it says you start tomorrow. Wow. At Walt Disney. And he wasn't even out of school. So, like, that, you know what I mean? These dumb stories. Those dumb stories keep, keep so many. And we never many, see them. They keep so many. That's true. So many dreams. Dreams yeah. alive. I'm, I hear that and I'm just Dreams like, you're desperately trying to crush. And I was like, it's time to go back to acting. Yeah. Because my mom's been right all yeah. this time. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> Oh, man. But these things happen, you know? And we don't see shows that do that enough, I think. We always see the the bad side. We always see the Jenny plot. We never see the forest plot. This show's all forest. You know that movie's called Forrest Gump. And that the 85% of it that isn't the Jenny plot is the forest plot. Yeah, but the Jenny plot is very upsetting. Well, that's life, baby. <laughs> Yeah. As we know it, firsthand, <laughs> that is life. It is hard to beat that cocaine habit, especially when you're sleeping with rock stars. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so you are, you are full-throated yelling to the skies. It was hard for me to stop watching to get on with my Saturday. Wow. I, I, it's going to be hard for me to not finish the show tonight. Can you? Is I have things I have do? to do still. Oh, John. But it will be tough. I'll tell you what. I'll watch it on behalf of both of us. No. The, Don't do that. The, 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 I'll take. I'll, I'll do it no, for I you. No, I can't wait to watch it. I can't uh, wait. No, John, don't put it from your mind. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> Problem solved. I got you, buddy. Yeah, I got a few other things you can watch for me. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, you want to talk about with this show? Uh, we. You it's know fun what? to see Hollywood again. It's fun to see LA. I feel bad. We haven't been pronouncing the ellipsis in the title this whole time. Here's. Yeah, well, first of all, there's. Whoops. <laughs> Show's called There's. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> Oh it's yeah, a fun I, I didn't. I I double apologize because I didn't say the exclamation point. True. So we're talking about there's Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
pretty stupid. Uh, <laughs> if you walked into a pitch meeting like that, you'd be walked right out. What if he just... Hi, I'm Paul Reiser. Yeah, you may remember so, me yeah. from my very long, illustrious career being very successful. I've got a show. It's called There's Johnny! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> get out, sir. <laughs> go to Hulu. Go to, go to Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you think happened? He did it that way? Well, no. It's, so, and, so this show is supposed to be on CISO. That's right. And CISO produced yes. it. NBC's comedy online venture. That's right. And then CISO closed. Yes. CISO long is what I say. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and uh, Hulu picked it up. Thank God. Because otherwise this show would have just like vanished. Thank God. So Hulu picked it up. So and Which I think is probably better because Hulu had more subscribers. So That's true. It, it's in front of more eyes now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked about the show. It was funny. He talked about the show at this set that I saw in Irvine. Oh, yeah? Because he was like, it would be, he was in some meeting with him. He's like, you know, the one thing you don't do is uh, advertise, which would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> None of these platforms, it, it, it's hit or miss with what they really push. That is true. Marketing-wise. I can't Somehow figure it I out. Somehow I thought that it was on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, I, I no. When you Amazon. watched it the other night on Hulu.com. <laughs> I was, well, that was my you, first hint. You were watching Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, You're thinking of the marvelous Mr. Mrs. Maisel movie. Oh, I confused another period time. comedy piece. Yes, I do. That's on watch Amazon. That. I've heard it's great. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, we're we're gonna we're both gonna watch the rest of this show. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll have another. We'll we'll do another one of these to talk about how it ends. I think that maybe is a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah we've, I think we've done a good job of not spoiling it either. I think you're right. Rise I, guys and rise gals, t- check it out. You maybe you have already. Yeah, and let's get a little discussion going. Yeah. You may you may like it as much as John. You may quote like it as much as Russ. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also we're gonna we're gonna do um, a little bit of research. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a Helen Hunt uh, venture. Yeah, sure. We don't know what yet, but something. Any. Let us know uh, as good as it gets. The sessions. Yeah. Let us know if there's any uh, Helen Hunt stuff that you want us to cover. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Any. Uh, yeah. Anything, Any, yeah. anything. We, we, uh, but I mean, the more obscure, the better. That's, I already watched that, uh, that, <laughs> that made-for-TV movie that she did. I forgot. Yeah. I remember we talked cop. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, keep the rest of them coming. Yeah, we gotta get some Helen time in here. Absolutely. Oh, and I just saw that, uh, uh... uh John saw something. And yeah. now, uh, <laughs> it's probably got Helen Hunt in it. Uh, no. Oh, it's got. This is so not worth pausing for. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. You know what? Yeah, I think I don't even know if this is true. Now I think this is so not worth even saying. I think Ann Ramsey is going to be a judge at the Palm Springs Comedy Festival in oh September. My God. <laughs> I. <laughs> I never would have thought that those were the that that's what you. Were I don't even know that how I found went. that out, but it popped up on my Twitter, and I got so excited because it seems like not an un, like a, a potential way to meet. Yeah, her. You know, where is it? The Palm Springs Comedy Festival at the Hard Rock Cafe in Palm Springs, California. I love Palm Springs. Are you going to be out? There at some point. I mean, I don't have plans to be, but I uh, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Palm Springs. 
Well, uh, I think you got one, my friend. Unfortunately, they don't have a podcasting segment. Otherwise, I would submit our <laughs> show. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That'd be great. But uh, anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, let put us... that on your calendar. Yeah. Palm Springs Comedy Festival. Uh, yeah. Let us know any other good uh, podcasting or any Anne regional. Festivals. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got Christy Fest coming up. If you guys want to come with us to oh, Christy yeah, Fest, oh yeah, Christy Fest. What is that? Uh, it's coming up this summer. Great. Okay, <laughs> we'll see you there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, there's Johnny. Check it out. Uh, why? Why wouldn't you? You love you love this show. You love Paul Reiser. So uh, enjoy him and, and uh, support his stuff. Why the heck not? Uh, we have that'll do it for this mini. Yeah, think, listen. So. Uh, if this is your first time listening or whatever, go back check out a normal episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, rate us uh, on iTunes mm-hmm. um, and subscribe to us. Uh, you can follow us at Mad About You Pod on Twitter, Facebook. You can email us at Mad About You Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Stitcher and all the places podcasts are sold. Uh, and we're trying to get two fifty reviews by fifty episodes. Let's do it. And we're getting very close, and, uh, you know, we'll probably bump it up. We're just trying to get to 50 reviews. 50 reviews. We <laughs> 50 love reviews numbers. by 50 reviews. 50. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that also has a nice ring. Yeah, I have the 50 by 50. 50 by 50. It's the hashtag still works. Yeah, if we could get the 50 reviews by the time by we the get time. 50 reviews, that would be extraordinary. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be really something. Dreams come true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have a theme song. It sounds like this. Uh, it is by John D. Ivy. Thank you so much for this, John. And our logo is by Mr. Nathan Diffie. Find him on Twitter at Nathan D-I-F-F-E-E. Thank you very much, Nathan. And our sound is normally mixed by Vuk Ivanovich, but in this case, we just set up a recorder and are talking. So don't pin this on him. <laughs> Thanks a lot, theoretical Vuk. <laughs> uh, John. We'll talk more very soon, and we'll talk to you, Rise Guys and Rise Gals, very soon. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm Russ Bader. I'm John Marbley. And this, this is, is what, what we're saying. saying.